Broadcasting from the entertainment capital of the world, this is Rita on the Road. I'm your host, Rita Pardue, on 91.5 KUNV Jazz and More. On today's episode, part one, we're speaking with John Stevenson, host of Retirement and Income Radio and owner-CEO of Retirement Solutions. He'll offer tips for successful retirement. Part two, we'll hear from Monique Scott, KUNV Membership Manager, as she explains the business model of public radio and how KUNV and public radio are important. And part three, we'll speak to Austrian-born Carl Bowman, who has a new book out entitled Digging Deep into Auspicious Coincidences. And now, part one. 91.5 Jazz and more. This is Rita on the Road. We're in the studio with our special guest, John Stevenson. Welcome, John. Thanks, Rita. Well, the cool thing, I met John a while back and attended one of his workshops, Tips for Successful Retirement. So, John, let's start off and give a website because I know people are going to want to get in touch with you because uh, being able to provide for your family, yourself into retirement, you may it may not be top of mind for some, but it's going to hit you someday. You know, that's right. And and a lot of us don't think about it until we're older. But I work with retirees all over town. Uh, I would say official titles. Well, I'm the owner-CEO of Stevenson Retirement Solutions, but I am the host of Retirement and Income Radio here in town. Uh, we air every Sunday. If you want to get in touch with me, uh, feel free to go to my website. It's johnstevenson.com. And that's uh, John with an H and then a, a Stevenson with, with a V and an S-O-N. So, uh, happy to happy to help and and answer questions because uh, people do call me on a regular basis because you're right a lot of people don't think about retirement until mm-hmm. later mm-hmm. and when you're younger you never think you're going to retire right so when when do you start planning the best answer <laughs> is as early as possible exactly that's what I felt as well my first career was as a touring musician I didn't think about taxes and retirement I was too busy perfecting, you know, my music and writing and touring. And then, boom, it hit me, probably in my 30s. So for my, uh, in my family, when my sons were late teens, early 20s, I encouraged them to open a Roth IRA to get started on it. And it was like one of those roll the eyeballs, oh, mom. But now that they're in mid-30s and one uh, has a wife and daughter and a new little one on the way, I'm thanked. He's very grateful for your advice. Exactly, that they started this. So in a perfect world, John, (laughs) how how should people approach uh, planning for their retirement? So a perfect world, and, you know, everyone's different. We all... Uh, come from different backgrounds. Uh, you know, maybe you might have been taught money principles uh, growing up. Maybe not. You know, a lot of us were not taught that, and especially in high school, you know, you're taught to get an education. You're taught to earn money, but we're not necessarily taught how to invest it and how to save it. Exactly. And I'm actually uh, this is an aside sidebar. Uh, I'm a I was in junior achievement when I was in high school, and actually uh, I do some volunteer work for them. And I love how they break it down so simply. You earn money, you can spend some money, you can save some money, and donate some money. Those are the four main things, and that's what uh, we teach to small children in elementary school. So, folks, 
we're breaking it down for you, no matter what stage of your life and career where you are now. John has valuable information, and I'm going to give out this website again because I know folks are going to want to connect with you. JohnStevenson.com, and his company is Stevenson Retirement Solutions. It brings me to the next point, John, that I, I can relate to this personally. Oops, I didn't see that coming. What do you do if you didn't have a plan? And that hit me in my 40s. I want to leave our listeners with feeling hopeful because that happens in life. You know, whether it's a death of a spouse or a business failing or whatever it is, life happens. So how do we recover from that, John, to uh, get back up on our feet? You know, when you're in your 40s or even 50s, I've helped people in their 60s that didn't have anything. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty common. More often than not, people just, they failed the plan and they you know, for, for whatever reason. A lot of times we're paying for college, for our kids. Maybe we had a financial setback, a divorce. I mean, divorce really sets people back. Mm-hmm. And really, as far as there's always a time and a place for everything. But if you've if you've waited too long to invest, and maybe you're 10, 10 years away from retirement, or maybe you're sooner, it might mean obviously going back to work, maybe saving more. But usually when we get older, we get you know, more street smart. We're able to, maybe we're better at, at money. We're better at, at businesses. Maybe we want to start a new business. You know, Colonel Sanders didn't have anything. He went broke and became a millionaire, I believe in his 60s or 70s. Oh my goodness. I didn't realize that. And so that's, that, there's always hope. Like I meet with clients all the time and they're mm-hmm. in their 60s and 70s and they're like, I love my work. I love what I do. I don't have very much. All that you have at that point, maybe a social security, uh, maybe a small pension, but there are opportunities all over the place. I mean, we have people going right back into uh, working or sometimes they'll go out of uh, corporate America and maybe they'll purchase a business. And mm-hmm. a lot of times a business, if you purchase it and it's running itself, that can in and of itself be a retirement for you. And so really at that point, you might not meet, need very much. You could buy a, a million-dollar business that's generating $300,000 a year in income, and you might only have to put $100,000 down. Got and it. so you do that, that that'll generate enough for the interest payments and and uh, paying off that that loan in ten years on that business and still pay you a salary of a hundred thousand dollars. Oh, there you go. Well, you mentioned uh, about Social Security, and that could be a program all unto itself. Yeah. So I know we're not going to go into in depth about it, but could you touch on that? Because I know there's a lot of concern. We took everyone took big hits in the stock market, yeah. and like I said uh, at the beginning of this interview, we're uh, not giving doom and gloom, we are getting hope. So what can we say hopeful about Social Security? Are you saying like Social Security as a a program itself? Like, will it be around? Well, I can't predict it, but uh, you are the expert. So what are your thoughts about it that we can, that you can express in a way that we're not going to, you know, have our our listeners go, ah. You know, (laughs) know? Social Security, you're right. It's a concern for a lot of people. Yes. And a lot of people call into my show and they're asking that very question is, will it be here? Mm-hmm. And of course, my answer is, well, I don't know, but I know that the largest voting block is all of all of you, you know, all of the baby boomers. They're mm-hmm. the ones voting. And so do I see it going away? No. I see probably in the next few years, the government will probably come out with some type of bailout program. And of course, they change the algorithms all the time. I mean, they, they, they'll raise the full retirement age. They've done it a number of times. They can do it again. Um, they raise taxes and, you know, they have to do that because the working class, you know, that are retiring right now, they paid into this program for so long, they expect it to be there. 
Exactly. So that kind of ties in what we initially said, you know, have hope, folks. You know, we, you know, the stock market fluctuates. You know, we don't uh, bail on it. We, you know, uh, I, I just... Tell my financial planner, let her roll. <laughs> you know? That's right. And and also, I'm I'm a woman of faith, and I feel like I haven't come this far in my life and career that I will be abandoned. So I just I think my faith and my hope carries me on through. So once again, let's give out because I know you you uh, host uh, workshops and private consultations and that sort of thing. So how can people get in touch with you, John? The easiest way is just go to my website, johnstevenson.com. Well, John, thank you so much. Anything else you'd like to to add before our time escapes us? You know, I, I just, as far as giving hope, there's always hope, especially mm-hmm. when you are, when you feel like you're at the end of your rope and you feel like you've done everything you're supposed to do, maybe everything your financial planner has told you to do, mm-hmm. and yet you're still not at a place where you need to be. There's always hope. There's always strategies that you can use to make a better retirement. And that's what I like to go over with people because a lot of strategies are out there that people just don't know about. Perfect. Thank you, John Stevenson. And his website is johnstevenson.com. Thank you. Thanks for your Part two, we'll hear from Monique Scott, KUNV Membership Manager. 91.5 Jazz and more. This is Rita on the Road. And this is a very special segment because I have the opportunity right now to speak with one of my colleagues, Monique Scott, who is our KUNV Membership Manager. Welcome, Monique. Hi, Rita. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Well, I thought it was important that you come on board and explain uh, what the business model is of public radio. Because we're not like every other station that you might hear on the radio dial. We have a specific way that we run things here. And I thought if you could kind of break it down for our listeners, what is membership radio all about? Well, first and foremost, uh, Rita, it's listener supported radio station. And Mm -hmm. what that means is that we survive through the support, the financial support specifically of our listeners. And, you know, you don't find that on commercial radio stations. Commercial radio stations depend on advertisers. We're on our station. You don't hear advertisers. You hear our supporters, even in the sense of businesses, the businesses donate to the station and we say thank you with underwriting spots. And then twice a year, we have membership drives where our listeners will donate money in any amount from, you know, say $5 all the way up to $5,000 or more. Um, So that's how our business model runs. Well, while you're mentioning that, uh, I know that you work so hard for those two times a year for a spring membership drive and a fall membership drive. But folks, you can do this anytime. And we're going to share with you the website, KUNV.org. 
I know that there's a page there that explains everything uh, in more depth than what we're speaking about right now today. But you could do this anytime, right, Monique? This is correct. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, twice a year we do it big. When Mm -hmm. we're on air, we we interrupt programming. We interrupt those songs that people love, and we're asking for people to support, and we have a certain goal that we're trying to reach. Mm -hmm. But throughout the year, we also have sustaining members that donate, let's say, $10 a month. You Mm -hmm. know how... You, you have a subscription to something, a podcast. Well, we have sustaining members that will donate a certain amount every month. We have some that'll do $10. We even have members that do $500 a month. And the cool thing about being a sustaining member, I think it would also be a cost savings, not only on your time, because you don't have to keep thinking about it, you know, each year, it just automatically renews. And then that also would be a savings for the station, not having to send out billing and that sort of thing. So something for our listeners to consider becoming sustaining members. Well, as while we're on the topic, why should people support public radio and specifically KUNV? Wow, specifically KUNV because we support the students here at UNLV and Rita. We support students that are in college throughout the state of Nevada. So you don't have to go to UNLV to come and and be trained by our professionals in the areas of broadcasting and broadcast journalism. I didn't realize that. Well, you probably have heard my my story, my personal testimony. I 42 years ago, I found uh, UNLV. Uh, I, I was a singer in one of the big production shows here on the Strip, and I came over to take just a couple of classes, and lo and behold. KUNV was here, and it launched an entirely second career for me. So I am extremely fond of this radio station because uh, if it hadn't been for the support of professors and the people working here at the station, I probably would have an entirely different life story (laughs) that I'd be sharing. So I love this station. Folks, let me give this website again, KUNV.org. Not only are you supporting the students and what their future might be, but if you're a a big jazz lover, what Mm. a legacy you could leave for the music that you love and becoming a member. And gosh, I guess there's all different types of donations that people can make. Run them down. Tell us about them, Monique. So besides the um, monthly sustaining, you can donate a one-time gift, large or small. Mm -hmm. You can donate gifts of property. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can leave us in your estate. Mm-hmm. You can donate by way of your employer matching. So there's a lot of employers out there that will match your donations. So we have a page on our website that you can go to and find out if your employer actually matches. If you're a faculty here at UNOV, you can have it come directly out of your, your paycheck. And mm-hmm. that way you don't you don't miss it at all. That is fantastic. Folks, there's so many ways that you can keep this radio station alive and well. KUNV.org. Monique, as our time is kind of getting away from us, is there anything else that you'd like to share, you know, that uh, what makes this so special for you as well? Yeah, what also makes it special is the businesses, the the community businesses Mm -hmm. that we're able to support. Many businesses could not afford to be advertised on commercial radio stations. Mm -hmm. 
but they can come here and we can get the word out for them about their businesses at a much more affordable rate. That's correct. So becoming a public radio supporter and through the underwriting process. Awesome. Well, I think you've kind of uh, summarized in a easy way to remember what the business model is of public radio. Thank you so much. That was Monique Scott, our KUNV membership manager, and educating us about the business of public radio. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Rita. Part three, this is a story about a man who never gave up. He was turned down time after time pursuing his dance career. And now a conversation with author, dancer, musician, Carl Bowman from Austria. 91.5 Jazz and more. This is Rita on the Road in the studio with our special guest, Carl Bowman. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Carl, not only is Carl an author, and you have such a colorful career, we're going to be speaking about your book called Digging Deep into Auspicious Coincidences. And I have to tell you, Carl, you hooked me in chapter one. I was on the edge of my seat. I could not put this book down. So before we get rolling, let's tell everyone, tell our listeners, How can they get a hold of a copy of your book? So it's actually quite easy to get uh, if you go uh, either on Amazon or Barnes & Nobles will have the print copy. Amazon, of course, has it in both. Mm -hmm. And then you have also Kobo and and other sellers. We'll mention that again throughout the interview. Mm -hmm. But let's get rolling into this because even the title, Digging Deep into Auspicious Coincidences, I feel for my life, it has been a series of coincidences. So you're first. Share your, your coincidence that got you rolling, thinking about this and, and your life journey. Well, it, it really, uh, I just want to explain the word auspicious coincidence versus a, a coincidence because the life, there's certain coincidences, they're so life-changing and, and bring us to a new path that is absolutely it seems like it's predestined in a way. If you mm-hmm. listen, if you if you listen to it, it actually happens, and you go there. The there was you know several steps besides starting out as an engineering school. Then had a calling. I wanted to be on stage, but I was not sure which and how. And I thought, okay, I study music, so I became enrolled in classical guitar st- studies in Austria and Salzburg. But during the time I was studying musicology and. All of a sudden, they had courses in reconstructing historical dances, and they also talk about the ballet and the history of dances. Like, that's really interesting. That's something I want to do. And so I started reconstructing those dances, eventually went uh, taking my first dance classes, and, and I was like, this, I don't know, this is what I need to do. I had no choice in a way. I, I enrolled right away into a, in a dance school, a you know, three-year program, but then... There was this really auspicious coincidence where I met during the time I was already finished my dance education and I went to different places in Europe. I went to Belgium, to France, to Germany, auditioned in so many places and I was not accepted in any dance companies or any any schools. I was too short or my legs, something wasn't right anyway. So I took this workshop with this American uh, dancer. Uh, I remember her name was Jenny Coogan. She was a Juilliard alumni. And uh, we ended up doing a concert together, and she said, 
how about I write your recommendation for Juilliard? And it was like, yeah, interesting. I don't know that school. never heard of it in Europe, but just let me try. Soon I got a letter from Juilliard, and they invited me to audition. There I was, you know, coming from this small town in Salzburg and ended up at Juilliard, and I was accepted. And then more things kept unfolding, and I am so excited to share with our listeners, you know, humble beginnings, but uh, I'm going to share with everyone that Carl has actually been in five different Cirque du Soleil shows. You've done film. You actually are an educator in theater here in Las Vegas. I mean, it's just like everything just came together and blossomed into a wonderful dance career. Mm -hmm. And I I also would like to share how you and I connected uh, this past uh, year. Uh, We both were cast in Hallmark Channel's Enchant Show, and Carl was the lead elf, uh, Eddie, and I was Mrs. Claus, and we did the opener uh, just about every night for for, uh, the Enchant Show. And I was so impressed with you, Carl, especially when I was doing the, the reading story time with the children and how you were able to just jump right in there and so playful and an acrobat, actually, you know, the way that doing handstands and making the children laugh, you are amazing. Mm. (laughs) Oh, let's give out once again Mm. how people can get your book, Digging Deep into Auspicious Coincidences. Mm -hmm. So you you can find it on Amazon, Mm -hmm. and you can also find it on Barnes & Noble, also at Kobo, and Mm -hmm. many others that I, but those are the most important ones to look at, Amazon and Barnes & Noble's. Well, I'm going to jump into the book, if I may, because as I was reading chapter one, you had me hooked in. I had no idea that you had been part of the stage crew for the Route 91 Harvest Music Festival, and that was, oh my goodness, what happened that day on October 1st, the shooting from Mandalay Bay. How horrendous that experience must have been for you. Share with our listeners how that impacted your life. Well, I you know I was one of the lucky ones there because I was backstage working with the with the band and musician, just helping you know with loading in out the gear at that point. And I just heard some shots and thought fireworks and so on, and like the usual story what people think. And and then uh, I thought oh, there's a shooting going on back there. And but this is. And I don't know how to explain this, but there was an inner voice telling me you have to leave. And that was before before everything. I mean, mm-hmm. we already heard the shots. I just decided to leave and, you know, go outside. And uh, Well, it saved mm-hmm. your life. It saved my life. It yeah. saved your life and those yeah. that might have gone along seeing you moving in that direction. So it saved other yeah. lives. So yeah. it, what a... What a memory to have to carry with mm. you. But I'm glad that you're you're expressing yourself through writing to mm. heal from that experience. Mm-hmm. And if I may, jumping on to Chapter 2, you talk about life as a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. So I think there's probably a, a connection there with, uh, I noticed there was some... Uh, Buddhist references mm-hmm. in in your mm-hmm. in your book. So explain to us how that ties in with <sighs> these auspicious coincidences in your yeah. life and yeah. your study of Buddhism. Oh, you know, this is it's an interesting story because I was brought up, you know, Lutheran. I got my undergrad in a Catholic school, 
and then I got my grad in a in a Buddhist oriented school. So it has mm-hmm. you know nuggets in in every religion in in, in every direction. And uh, I was uh, during my master study in theater. Actually, I was um, attending to elderly and. Uh, I worked with people with Parkinson's and mainly with dementia. Mm-hmm. And one of the people was one of the founders of the university with Parkinson's. And anyway, they had sort of a blessing of the house. And that word auspicious coincidence came up and said, let's bless everybody with auspicious coincidence to have a beautiful, wonderful, healthy and happy life. Yes. I like that. Mm -hmm. I do too. As we were sharing, and I I didn't know all of these aspects of you working with you in Enchant, but now reading your your book, I I feel my life too has been a series of if I hadn't been in the right place at the right time, I wouldn't even be here at KUNV. I was at KUNV 40 years ago. And because coming back because of the pandemic, here I am, I've come full circle. And that sort of seems like what your life has done as well. So like mm-hmm. the the first part of your book, part one, is reviewing how this all played out together. Mm-hmm. But then I also want to touch on part two, because you are an educator. And in part two, you're offering about dance and mm-hmm. movement. And that's what I guess you're doing as a teacher here in mm-hmm. Clark County. That's wonderful. There's one aspect. One is the life story, but there's the other aspect. What is my stage experience? Who are the people that inspired me, the people I worked with? So I talk about the different directors, like Franco Dragoni, who passed last uh, December or November. And uh, one of the uh, choreographers uh, I worked with was Moses Pendleton, who was one of the founders of Pilobolus. And then later with, with Momix uh, Dance Companies, so I worked with him. And so all these people, they are just immensely inspiring to my career, but also in in terms of teaching because they're also great teachers. And so it's almost like I can take their inspiration and then teach what they taught me. Oh, beautiful. Well, we are talking to Carl Bowman, who has a book out called Digging Deep into Auspicious Coincidences. Carl, I just see we're going to have to have you back as a guest again to delve in deeper. But I thank you that, especially part two, you're paying it forward to help other dancers Mm -hmm. and educators. Digging Deep into Auspicious Coincidences, you can find it on Amazon as well as Barnes & Noble Mm -hmm. locations. Carl, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, Just one last thing is it's really also meant to inspire people, the journey, the impossible journey that everybody can take. Don't think, don't give up because because somebody's turning you down. Even if they turn you down 10 times, maybe the 11th time is the one that you get in. So true, Carl Bowman. Thank you to our guest, John Stevenson, owner-CEO of Stevenson Retirement Solutions, Monique Scott, KUND Membership Manager, and Carl Bowman, dancer, musician, and author of Digging Deep into Auspicious Coincidences. And thanks to Wes Knight, our studio engineer. If you missed any portion of this episode, you can listen to the archived audio at KUND.org on the podcast page. Information to become a KUNV member can be found on the website membership page. Thank you for listening to Rita on the Road. I'm Rita Pardue at 91.5 KUNV Jazz and More.